2018 is done. Finito in the books, baby. And in this episode, I'm breaking down my top takeaways as I reflect and look back on 2018, baby. 2019. Let's go. Let's get into the episode. You're listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast, where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast. This is Jason Brown. I'm your host. Welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about the biggest lessons, or at least my top takeaways from 2018. We just closed out the year and we are kicking off 2019. And I think it's important to take some time and reflect and say, what what were the things that I learned in 2018 that I want to take with me into the new year? And what are some of the things that I want to throw away? And that's what I want to share with you. I want to share with you some of the biggest lessons, even though some of the lessons are small, they were still big, at least big to me. And hopefully you'll be able to relate to some of these or look at some of your lessons in a new and a different light and let that shine and guide you throughout 2019. So let's dive into it. Lesson number one. This one was a biggie for me. And if I was talking to myself, I would say, Jason, you have everything you need to succeed. You just need to execute. You know, in life, a lot of times we think we need one more piece of software, one more magical potion or lotion or to try one new avenue. But the reality is the current software, the current lotion and potion is working just fine. I think what we end up doing is instead of tackling the real issue, which is, can we be consistent? Can we stick to something long enough for it to not only work, but to see the big payoff? And a lot of times we start stuff and we we get shiny object syndrome, myself included, myself included. And, you know, 2018, when I look back on the year, I said, we got to get back to just blocking and tackling, which is a football term. It's not about, uh, you know, the shiny objects. It's not about doing all this fancy stuff. It's not about, uh, you know, looking good. It's about blocking and tackling. And when I look at what that means for me, when I break it down and get even more specific, when it comes to the stock market, for me, blocking and tackling is just getting back to looking at the charts, looking at the trends, looking at the patterns. And if I see something I like, I take it. If I see something I don't like, I let it go. Which leads me to the biggest lesson I've learned, number two. It's not just about the stock market. Um, It's not about saying, you know, I hit a certain number, you know, I remember I was talking about the road or journey to a million, and then I kind of faded away from even talking about that or posting my trades because 
somewhere along the way, it just felt, you know, braggadocious. It was like, you know, I made $380,000 in six months. And I took a step back and I started to say, you know, is this really serving my audience? Is this really serving anybody just to share how much money I've made or how much I'm making? And I don't know if the answer is yes or not, but it didn't feel good to me, at least not anymore. You know, I I started it with good intentions, but the reality is, you know, once you start hitting some crazy numbers, a lot of people stop relating. A lot of people actually start tuning out and saying, well, I can't do that because I don't have that amount to start with or you're too far uh, ahead of me. And so sometimes that stuff can get counterproductive. And what I realized is in in all of this is that it's not about the stock market per se. It's not about making a lot of money. What it is for me is that it's about how can I build the best life possible for me and my family. And that's it. And the reality is, it's going to take a combination of things. I look at my life uh, big picture and to get where I'm at, I used a job. I used a 401k. I used the employee stock purchase plan. I used the power of building a business and I used the stock market. And so all those things combine help feed into the ultimate plan, which is how can I create a better life for my family and I? And when I think about a better life, it's not just money, but it's the money that provides the time. It's the money that provides the freedom. It's the money that provides the resources to not have to stress so much. And so even though money is a component, it's more about what the money can buy and more about what the resources the money can afford you and the time that it buys you back that makes it important, not necessarily the money itself. And as I look to 2019, you know, I look at opportunities and I say, well, am I getting distracted looking at some of these other opportunities? And I had to reevaluate things and say, you know, it's going to take the stock market. It's going to take being a business owner, possibly some new ventures, maybe looking into real estate, possibly some new partnerships. I've even thought about starting a marketing company because you know, pretty good at marketing. And we we do that for two of our companies internally and in-house. But the point is, how can I build the best life for my family and I? And that's the question at the end of the day that I have to answer every time I lay my head down on the pillow. And when I wake up in the morning, and it also means keeping my ears and eyes open, not only to the stock market and not only to what's in front of me, but to things that I should be also looking into getting into or or things that are not directly in front of me, but I should be paying attention to. Does that make sense? Like a lot of people look at their job and they're like, oh, I don't want to quit my job. But really your job, uh, a good portion of the time may be part of the plan 
in the grand scheme of things, because without the job, then you wouldn't have a car and you wouldn't have Internet. And without a car and without Internet, you wouldn't be able to get online and look at stocks or you wouldn't be able to drive around and look at real estate properties to get in something uh, uh, to flip. So that job holds its purpose. But also so does investing and so does uh, the stock market or whatever other ventures that you may be getting into. So you have to take a step back and say, let's look at the whole puzzle, not just one piece, but let's look at the whole puzzle and say, how do I put this thing together? And I don't think enough people are doing it. I don't think enough people are looking at the entire puzzle saying, how do I put this thing together? How do I create a comprehensive plan financially? How to get out of debt, how to start investing, how to move up at my job. You know what I'm saying? How do I get a promotion so I can earn more, but not increase my spending? Use that money to pay down credit card debt, use that money to invest, use that money to buy uh, a course. And that is the view you need to be taking, or at least that's what I took from 2018. I don't want to say what you need to be doing. I'm just sharing with you that I'm looking at this whole thing more holistically and not just fixated on one piece of the pie. A lot of the times, the reason I can stomach the ups and downs of the market is because I have other businesses and different things that I do. Uh, to generate and bring in income. And so I'm looking at this thing holistically. I mean, I'm looking at franchises. Do I need to get into franchising? Um, Everybody knows I like to eat at Chick-fil-A and I looked into a Chick-fil-A franchise, went to the franchise meeting, but they want you to be an owner operator, which means they want you to work in it and you don't fully own it. So unfortunately that doesn't fit into my puzzle piece because Uh, It doesn't really help you build passive income, something that'll work or run without a lot of time from you. And it also doesn't fit into my time leverage strategy where you do something one to many or you do something once and get paid over and over again. So there's different money philosophies. If you don't know some of these philosophies, you should definitely learn about passive income, residual income time, leverage. Those are wealth principles. And uh, when you have those principles and understand them, then you are quick to identify opportunities that are not productive or conducive to those theories. Just like there's something called linear income. You're like, well, what's linear income? When I heard, when I first learned of it, I was like, wow, nobody's ever explained it to me like that. Uh, But it's just doing something one time you get paid. If you don't do it, you don't get paid as linear. You, you just, you know, you kind of just trade time for dollars. Nothing wrong with it though. Nothing wrong with it. It's just one form of income. Nothing wrong with it. Just one form of income. And so that was number two, just looking at 2018 and realizing, Hey, I need to stick to my plan but my plan is not the stock market. My plan is to build the best life for my family and I. And again, that's using a combination of things, including the stock market. Number three. This lesson 
kind of came as I looked at some things that I wanted to do maybe on a bigger, broader scale. And for whatever reason, I'm like, why didn't I do that? And let me just tell you what number three is. Number three is the lesson I learned was just go out and help people. I really love helping people. And I love when our members like, oh, that just makes sense. Or I just now I get it now that you took time to break it down and explain it to me. That stuff really lights me up and fires me up. And there's been a few times in 2018 where I didn't do some things that I wanted to do because, you know, I don't know, maybe I felt like, uh, how would I look if I did this? Or, you know, how would I sound? Or I don't like how I sound talking about that. Uh, for example, I wanted to do more live events, uh, you know, kind of just do local meetups, uh, host an event where I just talk about the stock market and have, you know, local people who are interested come check it out. We thought about uh, finding out where we have the most majority of our members and possibly doing some type of live event where in the states or cities where we have the most members. We thought about doing a three day event here in, in, in Metro Detroit. And then, you know, all the all the mindset things kick in, right? Well, what if nobody shows up? Well, what if uh, only one person shows up? And, you know, how I think about it now is like, well, if one person shows up, that one person is about to get blessed because I'm about to unleash the fury and pour my knowledge out into this one person who thought enough to come to the event or come to the local meetup, for example. And so I just, as I look at 2019, I want to just go out and help people. Forget about how I look, forget about how I sound, forget about if only one person shows up. I want to do more podcasts. I want to jump on Facebook Live, YouTube live streaming more and not always have to worry about, do I have a planned out script of what I want to talk about? And, you know, do I have uh, perfectly crafted slides for people? It's not about that. It's about, I'm just passionate about money. I'm passionate about people not thinking that they have to have student loans for the rest of their life, not thinking that they'll never be able to pay off their house or it has to actually be 30 years. I'm passionate about people realizing that there's a better way to earn money. I'm passionate about people dreaming again and seeing what's possible instead of getting beat up and beat down from the people they're surrounded around because they don't want to take any risk. So I'm passionate about those things. And if I am going to impact and reach the people that I want to reach in 2019 and beyond and have the impact that I want on this world, then I'm going to have to be more bold. I'm going to have to share more of my ideas. I'm going to have to step into controversial conversations about money, about investing. I may even have to step on some people's toes. I may have to offend some people, but we're going to have some fun along the way. And we're going to get the message out there. We're going to change lives and we're going to reach people, the right people who need to hear the message. And that was one of my big takeaways uh, for 2018. It's like 
Let's be bolder and let's spread the message of financial literacy, financial independence, financial planning uh, and taking financial control of your financial future. Number four. I want to just have way more fun on this journey. I think myself included, people take money so super serious. Like, have you ever lost a hundred dollars and it just like fell out of your pocket or something and it just ruined your day? But when you went to bed that night and woke up the next morning, you realize the lights didn't get cut off. You still had a job. You still had a car. And in two weeks, you were going to get a paycheck again. Same thing with the stock market. Maybe you make some money. Maybe you lose some money. But when you're losing money, you feel like, oh, why did, you know, does this work and all this stuff? And you, you get all in your head and you realize that life is not over. Your kids still love you. Your wife or your husband still loves you. Your cousin thinks you're great. Um, your neighbor doesn't think anything less of you unless you get your house foreclosed on and then you bring the neighborhood's value down. But that's just, you know, you were tripping, being irresponsible, pay your bills. <laughs> just joking. But my, my point is like the stuff that we worry about and like the stuff that like gets us down it's sometimes not even real. It's like you worried about losing money or making money. I'll put it this way. I remember, I remember thinking, I won't say the dollar amount, but I remember thinking once I made X amount of dollars, I, I probably told the story before. I remember saying, once I make X amount of dollars, I'm going to buy a Rolex. I'm going to buy the Rolex Submariner. You could not tell me I was not going to get this Rolex watch once I start making a certain amount of money. I'm not even going to tell you how much, because once I hit that certain amount, the weirdest thing happened. And that was I didn't want the Rolex. In fact, I couldn't even fathom at least at the moment, and I still can't, I still don't own like a $10,000 watch. Um, but that's how much I think it costs at the time. Maybe it's 10 to 13,000, but I still don't own the 10 to $13,000 watch. In fact, the watch I wear mostly is like my, I don't know how much I pay for my Apple watch, but the stainless steel Apple watch, I think it was under a thousand bucks. I'm not sure, but I wear that one the most. And The funny part is when you don't have money, there's all this stuff you think you would buy. Oh, I would buy this. I would buy that. I'd get the Gucci purse. I'd get the Louis belt. I'd get the, uh, in my case, the Submariner Rolex. And if if you're rocking the Submariner Rolex listening to this, just know you got my dream watch. Unfortunately, those were like my old dreams though. You know what I'm saying? So you have my old dream watch, I guess. And once I made the money, I was like, man, I'm not spending this on the Rolex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, this thing just tells time and doesn't really do anything else. I just, I don't know. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So call me frugal. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's something about 
if you can't have it, you want it. And then when you can afford it, it's like, I don't know. I'm not spending my money on that. And so I'm saying all this to say the same thing happens in reverse. You, you, you think you're going to make all this money and you're going to buy all this stuff and you start to realize what's important once you make the money is not what was important when you didn't have it, which you might be thinking it's a car, it's a watch. And like now what's important is like freedom, making sure I don't have to go back to work, making sure that the work I do every day is work that I love, like talking to you guys here uh, on the podcast, shooting YouTube videos, coming up with new stock market trainings, teaching new courses. I just want to make sure I'm able to do what I love for the rest of my life and make a good living from it. And none of that says I need a new watch. And the same thing is for when you lose some money, you like, If you planned it right and you're only investing or dealing with money that you can lose, the reality is that if you lose it or something goes wrong, life goes on. You get smarter from it. You don't die. You you know, you're not out on the streets. You know, you just. You're maybe a thousand dollars in that went up in smoke that you just used what we call it to go to sidewalk high and get the experience of life. And so knowing that I'm like, I just want to have more fun on this journey. And what journey is that? Just the journey of being the best person that I can be to teach about money, about the stock market and about mindset, which is why we changed the title, the name of this podcast, of Money Markets and Mindset. It used to be the Brown Report Stock Market Report, but I'm like, I don't want to just get on here and talk about the stock market report every week. I want to talk about money. I want to talk about mindset. I want to talk about what happens when you lose money and you get down in the dumps. I want to talk about getting out of debt. I want to talk about tithing, giving to your church. Um, which was interesting too for me. This is kind of like a side note, but you know, I was looking at when you're a business owner, you, I don't know, you you kind of pay taxes differently. It depends on your lifestyle. I typically try to uh, either set the money aside or wait till close to the end of the year so that I can see truly, you know, what I have, because you could, you could say, oh, well, I'm going to give 10% of this in month one, Uh, but month two, you know, you're losing money and month one, you made money and maybe, you know, month three, you lose money. So it's like, you kind of want to wait and see like, okay, what do I really have towards the end of the year? And, you know, after everything was done at the end of the year and it was time to, you know, give some to charity or in my case, uh, church, that is one of the toughest things to do sometimes because you look at the money and you're thinking, Hmm. I could just keep this, right? Or do I, you know, give a percentage or 10, you know, do I get 5%? Ooh, do I really give 10% or whatever the number is for you? And I remember logging on, like I need to log on and do my year end contribution. And I did it. I I did. And I, and I feel good about it because number one, if I didn't do it, well, I wouldn't be able to talk about it right now. But the point of talking about it is not to say, oh, I, I gave 10% to church um, and, and we do other things. But the point of talking about it is to address that fear that we all have. 
even I have it sometimes like, well, am I going to be able to make the same amount next year? Because I just gave this amount away. Could I have used that money to get into one more stock trade or could I use that money for running some ads to let people know that I'm here in this universe and I teach about the stock market? You know, you start to look at what you could have used that money for. And it happens to me too. And I have to remind myself, God has blessed me this far, um, has guided my steps. And I believe that there is enough money in this world to go around and that I don't want to live from the the quadrant of fear, the quadrant of lack, because what it really would be saying is, I don't think that I am going to learn anything new next year to make this money back. It'd also be saying, I don't think that helping people in need, like, you know, most churches can help people on a vast scale than I can and a bigger scale um, than I can. And I'm saying that I think this money is more important just for me to go get a watch or do something than donating to a cause that can help more people in a different way than I would help them. Because my helping them would be like, oh, uh, you know, let's talk about the stock market where really they might be like, man, I'm hungry. I need some food. I'm homeless. Right. (laughs) So uh, donating to a cause that can do some things that maybe it's not in your wheelhouse or, you know, I know our church helps women that are being trafficked and, and stopping trafficking of women and kids. It's like, I don't know the first thing about where to start to go help people uh, or go help women who have been abused or trafficked, but the church does, uh, you know, or, or the homeless shelter or the women's shelter in your neighborhood does. And so it's, it just feels good to donate to a cause. And so my point is if the, if the podcast was just about the stock market and not about the, 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 the mindset battles of giving money away, losing money, making money, Sometimes even after you made money, waking up, still thinking you're not good enough, still thinking maybe it was just luck. You know, do I really have what it takes? Uh, That stuff plagues us, too. It plagues me, too. But I, I don't you know, maybe we'll save that for another day. But the point is, with number four. I want to have more fun on this journey. I want to worry less about whether it'll make money or not. Worry less about how I look and how I sound. And I just want to stick to my plan of doing uh, the best I can for me and my family and having fun along the way. So those are some of my top takeaways from 2018. And I'm excited to see what 2019 brings us. And I'm excited to see see what 2019 brings you and your family. So uh, feel free to hit me up, hit me up on Facebook, hit me up on Instagram. I'm at the Brown Report at Brown Report on Instagram. Hit me up on YouTube. Send us an email info at the Brown I just would love to hear what were your top takeaways from 2018. If you're willing to share them, I'd love to hear them, you know. Sometimes it's uh, pouring my heart out on the microphone in a room talking to nobody. But really, I'm not talking to nobody. I'm talking to you. I can see the one 
in front of me, even though I'm staring at my computer monitor with the mic shoved in front of my mouth, I know that this is going to reach so many people. And I love it when you guys reach back out and say, hey, here's my top takeaways from 2018. Uh, That stuff gives me energy to keep recording, keep going, keep putting out these episodes. So I'd love to hear from you and let's make 2019 a phenomenal year. Thanks for listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset podcast. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.